Stay right here and turn your outrage up. Chet Martin and C.V. Burton give patriotism a platform. From the voices that bring you freedom on deck, this is FOD Overdrive. But I've been silent for far too long. What will it take to rip the heart from your hate? Welcome to FOD Overdrive, the podcast for the Trustville FM radio program. On Fox News Radio, known as Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Check our show up at freedomondeck.com. Check the station out at 949newsnow.com. Today, on the program, we have the author of Switched On, The Heart and Mind of a Special Agent, Eric J. Karen. We're going to be talking about the shooting death in Memphis with the police officers. We're also going to be talking about border security organ harvesting in Uganda, and much more with Eric. He's a freedom fighter for sure. The author of Switched On, The Heart and Mind of a Special Agent, Mr. Eric Karen. Eric, it, it was a opportune time to book you for the show, sir. How are Thank you? you? I'm doing well. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the opportunity to come on in and share my thoughts on world's events here. Well, we're going to start it off with your background in law enforcement. And as a special agent, yeah. we saw what happened in Memphis, a uh, pretty bad situation being, I, I wouldn't say glorified by the media, but they're trying with every turn to turn this into a problem for the police. The amazing right. thing is, as I talked to you prior to coming on the show, you said, hey, check, go check out my site and a piece that I wrote two years ago, which everybody can find on switchedonlife.com. Now, the importance of this article was you, you were talking about the decay of policing in America and substandards and what that would turn into as far as hiring of uh, BLM, hiring of many leftists into uh, law enforcement, how that could turn badly. Describe to our listeners when you wrote this, why you wrote it, and how you knew this was coming down the pikes as far as law enforcement in this country of America. Well, Chad, thank you for, for, for having me. I appreciate it. You know, I put this at the feet of woke liberal politicians. They have blood on their hands tonight and every night. Um, you know, two years plus years ago, when uh, the nation was erupting um, throughout, throughout, you know, the, the country uh, relating to George Floyd, um, Tragic incident it should never have happened, but the liberal mayors allowed our citizen, our, our country, to burn. Um, and so one night I was uh, watching um, Washington D.C. and police, uh, a police precinct was surrounded by um, people yelling at them, spitting at them, assaulting police officers, and telling, yelling at them to take off the uniform take off the uniform. And I pondered what that meant and, and reflected that night. What, what did that mean to America when people are asking 
good officers who are well-trained, well-dedicated um, to take off the uniform. And I said to myself, wow, if they take off the uniform, who will put the uniform on? And I believed, and I believe today, it, it's come to fruition in that the woke politicians, mayors, and others will force good police officers out of the job, and we're seeing that. They will lower standards because they can't get anybody to take the jobs. And police departments across America will be forced to hire known or associated BLM members or Antifa members to fill the, to fill the void. They will put on the uniform. And they will be policing America because of our liberal, woke politicians. So this incident that happened in Memphis, and you know, the information is still dripping out, we know that these officers, some of these officers should have never been hired. But they the standards. They weren't properly vetted. In fact, one of them had a history, at least one, maybe two, had a history of, of assaulting people. And... But again, so I put this right at the foot feet of of our liberal mayors and politicians throughout America who are forcing good police officers, good police officers to take off the uniform and allowing bad guys to put on the uniform. That should shock every single American. You know, Eric, I don't know if you remember when Barack Obama was first voted into office, he talked about a separate police force. He was talking about a separate police force to patrol the communities. Is You know, it, it sounds like yeah. this is what he was talking about. A lot of people, including Michael Savage and a few other voices on the airwaves, say this is the modern-day brown shirts. Uh, it, it kind of seems like this is all coming to fruition. That's what, And just so everybody knows, uh, go to switchedonlife.com. The article is yep. called Take Off the Uniforms. You do a great job. Uh, is this what Obama was talking about? Yeah, I, I believe it. It it it, uh, it is. I mean, he also, as you as you remember, he he took away tools that the police departments across America needed. You know, the heavy armored vehicles um, and long guns, uh, automatic weapons, uh, and other tactical, if you will, uh, equipment. He, Obama and, and Biden now have basically told um, the, the police departments across America, you don't need this equipment because it looks we're militarizing policing in America and it looks it doesn't look good. And so I asked a question. Who, who's who, the first responders, as we all know, is within 10, 15 minutes on average shows up is 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 police officers. Um, so when a terrorist walks into a mall or a church with an AK-47 or maybe an RPG, we have police officers showing up with handguns because Barack Obama, Joe Biden basically took tools away and not only not only military, if you will, equipment, but now, as you see,
you can't you can't do a choco hold on him. You 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 have to you know maybe ask them please put their hands behind their backs and if they want to fight, well, you just take it. You you just let them assault you and maybe even kill you, but you can't you can't put them in a chokehold to restrain them of any sort or you, you know any other knee on the back or knee on the chest. So that's why police officers across America, as you know, are leaving the job. They're like, wait a minute, I make on average fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year uh-huh. to risk to risk my life. And you're you're not allowing me to defend myself and defend my citizen, the citizens. And then when I do, I'm I'm prosecuted. No, 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 no. I mean, anybody I I wouldn't put on the uniform today. Truthfully, I I wouldn't. Truthfully, no way. I would I would not put on the uniform today and. um and, and do any form of policing only because that, you, you, as all officers know, there's a target on your back. There's a target on your back. You make a mistake, an honest mistake, you're going to be prosecuted. And I asked a question too, Chet. Do we prosecute doctors who make a mistake that, you know, that ended up, you know, is operating on somebody and makes a mistake on the operating table? In a sterile environment, only if it, it only if the media is behind that. I mean, you could. The only time I can think of that, Eric, maybe when Michael Jackson died. I mean, and like uh, uh, they get a they get a pass. Police don't. That's the bottom line. And I'm and yeah. and I'm not saying that it should go either way. But it, right. but you make the great point. They say, and and a lot of the point from a a, a leftist is. Well, they took the job. That's what they say about the police. And I say, mm-hmm. well, if they took the job, give them the tools to do their job. But you're not giving them the tools to do their job. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to result in, in some very bad, unscrupulous people taking the jobs from uh, trained and very capable law enforcement officers, Eric. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the... You know, we will we will see anarchy across this nation. Um, we're seeing it already. We're, you know, we're seeing it already. People are storming stores. Bad guys are storming stores and just ripping off thousands of dollars worth of products and walking out. No one's doing anything. What about the that- fact that in San Francisco, and it may be across, it may be in other areas too. You have to steal over nine hundred dollars. Worth of material before they can stop you from stealing it. I mean, it's you, you look, you say, what is this? This is the twilight zone I'm living through, Eric. Yeah, yeah, we it is. Uh, it is unfortunate. And um, I pray every night for our nation that uh, the our elected officials whose number one job check is to keep our butts safe and they failed us on 9-11, and they're failing us again with this open border uh, philosophy, allowing contraband to come in, allowing humans to come in to harm us. We, we as a society need to understand the number one job of our president is to keep our, our, our butts safe. And the Department of Homeland Insecurity is really aiding and abetting international criminals right now in terror groups. 
Eric Heron on the line with us, author of Switched on the Heart and Mind of a Special Agent. Go to switchedonlife.com. Uh, Eric's article is up there amongst many other things and ways that you can get the book. And uh, uh, Eric, I yep. wanted to get into what you do abroad because it's yep. also a very important part of your story. Now, I have covered in the past with one of our main guests, who's actually going to be on the show later, um, the organ harvesting that takes place in China. Now, you're going to Africa, I believe, coming up in, yes. a, in a, actually maybe a few hours or so, so I appreciate it. Um, yeah. But there's also uh, human trafficking. It's going through the roof, organ yeah. harvesting. And yeah. something you were telling me about uh, the elderly being used as uh well i'll let you i'll let you tell the story what's going on in these areas that y you are are fighting yeah. for well yeah in, just in a few hours Chet, tonight i'm heading to uganda uh it'll be my fourth trip to africa in the last year or so uh, i've been to tanzania twice in kenya um like i said going to uganda tonight helping um them in the area of transnational crime training uh, and mentoring prosecutors and police officials and investigators. Um, and let me just say this, that the fight against human trafficking is one of the greatest human rights causes of our times. Um, and, but you know, as far back as humanity goes, people have been bought and sold and enslaved other people. Naively, we think here in America, slavery is has was was ended 200 plus years ago but no no shockingly right now as i speak two million globally people are being trafficked around this world two million and they're traditionally trafficked for what for of course labor products and sexual exploitation and human trafficking is um it's one of the top money makers, if you will, for transnational criminal groups. It's number two, 150 billion would it be dollars annually. And, and so in the area of organ harvesting, you know, I, from my travel and, and talking to people on the ground, organ harvesting is alive and well in Africa. Um, baby harvesting, meaning in Nigeria and South Sudan, there's actually factories, if you will, of baby harvesting. So they, the bad guys go to women, pay them a stipend. They get pregnant, uh, either voluntarily or raped. Um, they deliver baby. Uh, they've given an, another stipend baby's taken and, um, it's happening today. Hundreds of babies are being trafficked as I just described. And, and unfortunately organ harvesting is, is shocking as that is. And that's going on every day. Um, throughout Africa, um, it's a $1 billion industry, $1 billion industry um, relating to organ trafficking. Um, there's been the, the, the WHO talks about 12,000 illegal transplants happening yearly, 12,000. Um, and, and WHO says 10,000 kidneys illegally harvested. And so people go to the hospital in Uganda and in Egypt for a particular ailment like me. You know, I don't know. I get a stomach virus. Many of these Africans are coming out 
without a kidney or even worse, they're killed and their hearts and other organs are taken. Um, 62 doctors are, are, are being investigated tonight in Uganda um, for organ trafficking. 9,000 children are missing in Uganda. And in U- the Uganda police authorities have a task force, and it's dedicated to human sacrificing oh my task God. force. And I, so yeah, it's, it, and it's, 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 it's very bad. Um, uh, and it's only getting worse, um, because they're, because of corruption is rampant throughout Africa. Uh, and, um, the Muslim extremists, uh, are involved in this as well. Um, you know, they, they need, they need organs. They, um, they need, uh, humans for fighting purposes. Uh, and for sexual exploitation. Um, so we have terrorists behind this, human trafficking and organ trafficking, and we have transnational crime groups, and we have foreign governments who are supporting them, unfortunately. Such a little amount, Eric, of this is covered by mainstream media. Absolutely. And especially when we talk about, you know, you talk about our media, that's one thing. Um, but global media just does not talk about organ harvesting or sex trafficking in the way that should be discussed. They might say it a blip on the radar, uh, but someone like you, when you give those numbers out, those numbers are frightening, and people should be very, very concerned. Absolutely. And, you know, the when you see what I've seen, children uh, working to to produce uh, cobalt for computers and our and our cell phones in in um, in the Congo. Um, the, 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 you know, as they, as small as five years old, uh, and, 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 and all the, all the products and a lot of those products are coming here. Um, so, and, and that's the same thing with organ harvesting. Some of those organs that are illegally harvested are being smuggled into the U S and that's why ladies and gentlemen, we need border security. It's not just, um, for humans. Uh, they're coming in to the to the U.S. illegally. It's about the contraband, the drugs, the counterfeits, the the, the fentanyl products, too. The, the fentanyl pro- that's killing our children every day, and the products that are coming in that are made by slaves in Africa. It could whatever it might be, um, footballs, uh, clothing, uh, of course, the cobalt that, that I mentioned, food like cocoa and. Uh, other products. So that's why we need border security. There's over 55 billion, I'm sorry, million, million, 55 million shipping containers that come into America yearly, over 55 million. No one's opening those doors from CBP. You know, we, less than 2% of shipping containers are examined physically. That's, that's unreal. So we don't know. And, so they don't know yes. what's in there when it comes in. Well, the paperwork says X. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So the paperwork and, says, yeah, pens and paper, right? Right. And it's really, exactly. it's really fentanyl and uh, cocaine. That's right. I mean, think about it. As as little, you know, we talk about the the gotaways relating to humans coming to America, right? And I think we get lost in all the numbers because all it takes. We saw in 9-11, all it took was 19 
individuals who exploited our freedoms, our our immigration system. Nineteen. So when you hear, "Wow, uh, CBP reported, you know, I don't know, three hundred thousand people got away last month," or you know, uh, you know, so many apprehensions, another five hundred thousand. Listen, one is too many. One is too many. When your mom, a brother, or sister dies at the hands of a would-be illegal alien or a terrorist, and there's over a ten, there's over a thousand joint terrorism task forces active tonight, today, by the FBI and NYPD and all the men and, men and women that make up the JTTFs. They're working overtime to keep our sa- ourselves safe. And and don't kid kid yourselves. You know, shipping containers and airplanes are still being looked at as a means to to hurt us. And so we're not looking at products coming into America uh, in these 55 million shipping containers uh, because we're so distracted with the southern border that it's it should um, should frighten anybody. So, again, that's why we need border security. Bad guys will exploit our freedoms, our trade travel and telecommunication systems for their criminal and terrorist purposes. Eric Karen, author of Switched On, the heart and mind of a special agent. It's switchedonlife.com. Go over to switchedonlife.com. Well, Eric, it, uh, it makes me absolutely, it, it really angers me that these numbers are there and that our Congress yeah. are still investigating January 6th. I mean, my God, you know, if it wasn't for political investigations, we wouldn't have any investigations. So all these criminals get to get to do whatever they want, kill our children in the meantime. And we're still worried about stuff like January 6th and uh, who is there standing on Nancy Pelosi's desk. It's it's mind numbing to me. It is. It, It is to me as well, especially you know, when I was an agent and all the information and intelligence that I saw come across my my desk, um, you're absolutely right. You know, we're worried about the these infractions, if you will, that somebody somebody, uh, you know, tr- trespassed on the Congress versus, you know, would be criminals and terrorists who are invading our nation. I mean. We, we got to get our priorities straight because, the again, these bad guys are working overtime. I mean, Osama bin Laden's son is alive and well in Afghanistan today planning to attack us. There are 14, 14 plus terror organizations operating today in Afghanistan. Thank you, Joe Biden. There, there are 20 some odd shadow wars going on in Africa today as I speak. 20 shadow wars in Africa with AFRICOM fighting the Muslim extremists with host nation. We, we have to understand we got to get our priorities straight and our security, again, should be their number one priority. These are politicians at the local level. These woke mayors, these and other politicians, including the president, need to understand they got to keep us safe and we're not going to have a nation. Um if we keep going down this road of wokeism and uh, and open borders, we, we unfortunately it's the it doesn't look bright for the next two years. Um, look what's happened to our nation just in these short two years. 
And Joe Biden's got another two years. And they can say what they want. They rigged that election. These people, that's the worst part about this. We allowed them to hijack the country, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. And and we need to understand, you know, Joe Biden likes to think, you know, him him and I call it the Communist Democrat Party now, not the Democrat Party. I call it the Communist Democrat Party. Just just look at what we've learned uh, over the last few months, six months, how they've been spying on America using Twitter and Google and Facebook, working hand in glove with them. To and spy and on. selling our information to China. It's unreal. Exactly. Exactly. And preventing, you know, the COVID-19 medicine and mandates. And and God forbid if you you say, no, I thought we had freedom here in America. I thought our First Amendment was the cornerstone of our society. And and Eric, not for nothing, but the the Republicans do nothing. They they do nothing. I I, I hear you. And it should be uh, shocking to everybody. And. Um, you know, the First Amendment, I mentioned the First Amendment, it's, it's, it guarantees the right to express ideas, even unpopular opinions, without the fear of government censorship. And the Supreme Court leans on what they call content neutrality, meaning the government can't censor or restrict expression because someone believes the content to be offensive. And, you know, minus, of course, obscene materials or true threats. But We've seen and we've read now that our our government has been violating the First Amendment, our First Amendment rights. And it should shock everybody. And that can't stand in America. And, you know, George Washington said it uh, best. It's a great quote. Um, Guard against the imposters of pretended patriotism. Guard against the imposters of pretended patriotism. And so sounds like sounds like the Democrats. Exactly. We're supposed to believe, you know, Joe Biden's got your back. So, no. And, and, you know, don't worry about it. You know, open borders because, you know, it's inhumane to have borders. And we know it's best. We, we, We know it's best to allow anybody and everybody to come to America unchecked. And um it's un-American to to uh you know prevent people who are trying to flee their country to come to America. We we have to let them in. And um so we know what's best for you, even though that you may, you know, you may die either at the hands of an illegal alien or criminal uh or terrorist, or you you know, your kids may get a disease at school at the you know, because of uh, children coming in with certain diseases from all over the world. It's okay. It's okay. We know best. And they're willing to play Russian roulette with my life and your life, but not their own lives because they have security. They live behind a fence. Um, they get to you know live in a nice community. They don't have to venture off into the Bronx or Queens at times. You know, they to the inner cities, if you will. They don't live there. They don't live in Chicago. No. Absolutely so they'll play not. Russian. They'll play Russian roulette with my life and the lives of people in in Chicago and, and parts of New York and L.A. and San Francisco and San Diego. But they won't play Russian roulette with their own lives. 
Yeah, look, look at the Democrats. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and Maxine Waters are good examples. Inside those communities, they, Maxine Waters hasn't been inside the community that she's supposedly representing in over 20 years. I mean, they, they, they're not there. Yeah. For that very reason. Right. They don't want to, they don't want to, you know, take a foot into those communities. And so, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I just hope that, uh, over the course of these next, uh, two years, um, America, Americans will wake up and, and elect officials get involved and, um, one way or, or the others, you know, do your little, do your little part. You live in the best country in the in the world. We have freedoms. That where I'm going tonight, they don't have freedom of the of the press, uh, freedom of speech, uh, freedom of religion, um, and they're not able to be safe and secure in their houses uh, from police to enter without a search warrant. I mean, I know because I I've had a chance to live in all over the world. How special! this country is and we have to protect our rights all our rights from dictators and and you know the department of injustice i call it these days unfortunately we can't we can't stand for it so we all should do our little part in saying no more no more will i will i will allow our government to trample on our rights god-given rights so I, you know, it's, I often ask the question, is America, America still the land of the free and home of the brave? We fancy God, ourselves so. to be, I, I, but I ask the same questions. And, and, and so that's the question I, I've asked people. America, still the land of the free and home of the brave? It's by, I don't know. By a shoestring, Eric, unfortunately, right now. We so, still have a lot of great people out there like absolutely. yourselves. Tell everybody where they go get the book, how they get in touch, how they yep. uh, read more about what you're doing abroad and everything like that. Can sure. you tell everybody where to go? Yeah, absolutely. Um, get, thanks again for having me. Yeah, Switched On Life, switchedonlife.com. And I did a uh, audio book uh, as well. And that the audio book came out so good. It's it's I'm so very proud of uh, the audio book um, and it's dedicated switched on the heart and mind of a special agent is the name of the book. It's dedicated to all men and women of law enforcement um, who who put their lives on the line every day for people they don't even know. And just think how special that is that, you know, two o'clock this morning, you, you dial 911. A stranger will show up and possibly die for you. And so my book is dedicated to to all men and women of law enforcement um, because they stand in the gap between good and evil. Um, so and I've been doing some public speaking as well. So if people want to uh, look at uh, I mean, looking at uh, that need a guest speaker, uh, please feel free to reach out and. Uh, I'll schedule. I was just uh, in Orlando talking to the Trump Club a few months ago, and that went really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, so, 
you know, uh, some of the things we chat we chatted about today, Chet. Um, I mentioned to them. Um, now there, and- there was a friend to law enforcement, man. One thing people can try to tar and feather Donald Trump. He was a friend to law enforcement, wasn't he? Hundred percent, right? Hundred percent. I think he understood what I said. I mean, he understood that you can, you know, you 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 want a business at the local level or state level or. You want to be you want to be able to import and export goods and products. That's great, but um, we we you our nation can't have a business if we don't have security, right? And we learned that. What happened on nine eleven? Who you know? I, I we've all most of us have forgotten. I haven't. But the the not just the nation, but the globe st- stood still for how many days? Because of 19 bad guys. Can you only imagine? I, 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 it keeps me up at night, Chet, but how many terrorists are in this country right now? God, I don't know. It's, it's so, you know, and the, the horrible thing is they could, they could probably be rounded up and sent out if we actually gave a damn. You're absolutely right. I mean, I did it. Um, I worked, you know, closely with the FBI, Joint Terrorism Task Forces. I led. Uh, special uh, special agent type, you know, uh, investigations involving criminals and terrorists. We can do it. We put a men up. We put men. We put men on the Mars. On, Mar- on, the, on Mars, um, we can figure out. We can do it. We just have to have the political will. Yes, because people say, well, you can't round up, you know, ten thousand or twenty thousand or thirty thousand illegal aliens. Oh, yes, we could. Sure, you if can. We had the, if we had the political will, will to do it, we can do it. We can put people on the moon, Mars, moon, whatever, in space. We, we as a nation, can surely um, identify illegal aliens, suspect terrorists, go after them, and deport them and or prosecute them if, why, why if need can, be. Why can we round everybody up from January 6th? <laughs> but not terrorists that are here illegally. That is the dumbest. I hate the argument because it's it's made by very, very evil people, in my yep. opinion. I agree. So I agree. We can do it if we had the political will. We can do it. Um, and unfortunately, uh, we don't have that right now. And what we have is politicians um, enjoy demonizing men and women of law enforcement and use them as a scapegoat. Um, I've seen it. It happened to me when I was an agent. Um, I arrested 361 illegal aliens with myself and the team, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I was persecuted. Of course. And uh, Senator Kennedy and Kerry at the time, uh, Deval Patrick and the local mayor, all were outraged and and I showed how they colluded, actually colluded with the media. Um, I discovered a document; it's in my book. How they colluded with the media to demonize me. Just saying that, just saying, Kerry makes my blood boil. I, I hate that man. I can't stand <laughs> him. Him, we, here we call him Candleface because of the uh, honest, yeah, the the wa- well, the wax and all that plastic is set into his brain. A man, hey, you, a man that made his his wealth off of marrying a ketchup bottle. 
know. You want to hear a quick uh, want to hear a quick uh, John Kerry story? Sure, go ahead. We love that. <laughs> I've not I've not publicly uh, talked about this. Actually. Oh, this is breaking news. Hold on, Eric. Breaking news. Go ahead. <laughs> breaking news. Breaking news. So I'm 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 leaving Washington, coming back to Boston, and of course um, I'm at the gate, and it's 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 full uh, flight. Who comes walking down? Uh, is is Carrie, um, and before anyone else boards, that means the our veterans or active service people or anybody else, they board John Kerry. So John Kerry is in seat number two. I get on. I'm in one. I'm in first. I mean first class with him, if you will. Mm-hmm. He's sitting behind me at the window. A couple. <laughs> A couple comes in, a couple walks in, a young couple, middle age, you know, 35, whatever, come, comes on the plane, and they're split. And the girl was sitting with Carrie, oh, and the husband's sitting with me. So the husband goes to Carrie and says, hey, um, and he, he obviously doesn't know who he is. He, it was pretty apparent to me. Yeah. He says, hey, um, do you mind if um, we – change seats so my wife and I can sit together and John Kerry looks at him and says well uh you know I'm I'm a big guy and and um you know <laughs> I, I need all the room I can get um so basically no and I'm thinking what a schmuck you're just moving up one seat he you're moving up one seat and you're still in first isn't but there more? John isn't Kerry, there more room up front? Well, it's the same. Well, it was the first. It's that first seat on the. Oh, I don't right, know if it's okay. the commuter yeah. plane, whatever. But it, it's it was a good sized plane because mm. uh, they had you know the business and then coach, if you will. And I was in one A. <laughs> he was in two B. He refused to get up. That doesn't and surprise me. And, you know, he would have been sitting next to me, so I guess God was looking out for me. I'm just surprised he didn't say, don't you know who I am? Well, he didn't say that, but you know what? I was looking at the flight attendant, and mm-hmm. she was kind of like pooping in her pants saying, <laughs> oh, my God, I can't believe he's talking to John Kerry. I can't believe he's he's asking John Kerry to move his seat. Oh. Honest to God, I saw I was looking at her, and I could see how she was about to, oh, oh, oh dear, you don't know who that is. Well, somebody should have told him that's John Kerry. All you have to do is bribe him. Yeah, right. right. But he, no, no. I, he, he, I'm, I'm a classic guy. I, I witnessed the whole thing, of course. And he's like, well, you know, I'm a big guy. You know, I'm 6'3", and I need all the leg space I can get here, you know? Wow. He wanted to sit by his wife. That's what it was. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Eric. But yeah, he spent the, he spent the time on the phone though talking about how he was going to go sailing the uh, the weekend in Nantucket. I bet. Smuck. I got a, oh, I yeah. got a video to send you better, and you know Diamond and Silk Diamond passed away. I got a good video from them though. I'm going to send it to you when you get off the air. Okay. Uh, it's on switchedonlife.com. The book is yes, uh, switched on life, and we appreciate all your time. I know you went extra time here. We do appreciate. It. We'll, we'll put the interview out in long form. Thank you, brother. It's always a privilege and an honor to be on with you. And thank you, Chet, for what you do and, and the folks that work with you, what you folks do, because, you know, you're a mouthpiece for freedom. And thank you, sir. God bless you, Eric. Thank you very much. We'll see, we'll see you soon when you get back, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. Awesome. Bye-bye.
was Eric J. Karen, author of Switched On Life, the heart and mind of a special agent. Go to switchedonlife.com. You can see the article we were speaking about. You can get in touch with Eric if you want the emails. And you can also order that book. Get the book. The book is wonderful. I've read it twice. Uh, it really is. If you have family involved with law enforcement, it's, it's a really important book for you and your family, honestly. All right, guys, that's it for the show. Make sure you check us out every Saturday on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk, Terrestrial FM. You can get all the links at freedomondeck.com or 949newsnow.com. If you go to 949newsnow.com, you can download the app to hear the show and all the other shows throughout the week. It's a great app to have. So go to 949newsnow.com, get the app, listen to us every Saturday, 1.30 to 3. You'll hear more guests like Eric Karen and some of the national ones that we get every once in a while and some of our favorite all-time guests as well with myself, Stevie Burton, and Brian Bro. And we'll talk to you on Saturday. Thank you for being here with FOD Overdrive, the podcast that kicks ass. God bless America.